0: You're listening to the Chiller Podcast, helping bride
1: chillers and groom chillers plan their wedding minus the bullshit. One podcast at a time with your host, Alicia McCormack. Yes, that's me. I've just finished some home waxing and now won't be able to leave the house for a few hours as it looks like I have a Ronald McDonald moustache. I'm not afraid to get the wax strips out when they are required. I'm Alicia, the founder and host of Bride Chiller, the author of the Bride Chiller Guides and the mother of chillers. I don't know what that means. This is uh, episode 379 of Bride Chiller. This is a Q&A episode. Thank you so much to everyone who has submitted their lovely Q&A voice messages and emails. I really try and get through them as quickly as possible, but I'm very appreciative of you sharing and trusting me to give my opinion. I have no foundation of any sort of qualifications when it comes to really anything, uh, except I know what I believe in and I love telling everyone about it. But to be honest pretty much no different from some of our world leaders at the moment. And uh, they're probably less qualified than I. So there you go. I'm just going to crack straight into it because we've got a lot to get through. And talking might take my attention away from the burning that I'm feeling on my upper lip. I just want you to know, I don't have a huge hairy moustache, but it's there. I've got dark hair and I make the choice to remove it. There is no shame in my game. Right. Here's a voice message.
2: Hi Alicia. This is a bride chiller from Australia. Thank you so much for your podcast. I got engaged a couple of months ago and I've been relishing in as many of your podcasts as possible while I've been traveling. Thanks to you, in the span of a couple of months, I've managed to book a venue, book a photographer, find my dress and book my makeup artist. Thank you for helping me be so organized and cutting through all the bullshit in the industry, uh, which I really don't have time for. And just really appreciate all of your tips. I was listening to episode 297, Practicing Mindfulness and Self-Care with Tracy. And I really connected with a lot of the advice that she was giving. It came at a really crucial time for me because um, my partner and I recently introduced our families to each other on a family holiday. And our families are completely different. Mine is quite small and we don't spend a lot of time together and his family is very large and they all love hanging out together, which is one of the things that I love about them and I can't wait to be a part of it. Um, But because I haven't grown up in that environment of being around a lot of people all the time, I found it very overwhelming and overstimulating and I... Experienced quite a lot of anxiety, and I was very shocked at the way that I reacted, and was a little bit concerned about those feelings creeping up again in the lead up to the wedding day and on the wedding day. And I just thought it would be really great if Tracy could come back and do a podcast with you to talk about anxiety in general and um, social anxiety and help. All of us introverts out there um, deal with being around a lot of people on the wedding day and uh, being the center of attention and giving us some coping mechanisms so that we can just really enjoy the day and not have to worry about being um, overstimulated by some of the emotions that we might be feeling. And I'm sure a lot of listeners out there are just like me and would love to hear some tips. Thank you so much.
1: Bye. chiller, Jess, never have I related to a message as much as I did to yours. And not just because it's associated with weddings and meeting new people, but your frame of mind is something that I connect with. And I think some people might be surprised by hearing that because I'm outgoing and I'm a loud mouth and I seem quite confident. I am confident, but I am definitely what you would call an introverted extrovert. I'm someone who can turn it on, who's happy to meet and greet uh, and be social and do all that stuff. But also, I very much am someone who reaches a limit and then needs to go and sit alone in a room and not talk to people. A little reclusive, Rich and I sort of joke about it. And I find these social situations quite overwhelming, partially because I think the persona that I put out there, and it's not fake; it's who I am. But the persona that is met by a lot of people, whether it's our friends or people that have met me in an extended, you know, situation through the podcast or through my comedy, that they get an idea of who I am. But then I also find being on air quotes quite tiring. And then the idea of spending a weekend away with a bunch of people, like you were sort of saying, Jess, I'm getting back to you. It's not just all about me. Prom promise don't say prom ever again, Alicia. I think you need to cut yourself some slack because not only were you in a situation that you weren't in your environment, you weren't in your familiar environment, you were meeting a whole bunch of people who have great significance to your relationship and extended life. And also you can put a lot of pressure on yourself in these situations to have to feel like you have to be a certain way or act a certain way. So I want you to, I hope. I want. It was a bit demanding. I hope you can relate to what I'm saying. In that, even the people that look like they're like, "Way, how's it going? I'm blah, this is me. I'm confident." Also, feels like, "Oh my fucking god! I just want to go and sit in my room and watch some Real Housewives and have none of you talk to me for 24 hours or more." Now, granted, I know there are a lot of people listening that relate. I just know it because I think this is quite common. And I think sometimes we're in situations where we can't remove ourselves. We just have to power on and do it. But if you are aware of feeling like this, and this just doesn't have to be with your family and your partner's family. Uh, This could be at a work conference. This could be with people you really know and love. Like I have had this with people that I'm like, yeah, I really like you, but I need to be away now. When we go home to Australia, I find it really full on because we've got a very limited amount of time to see a lot of people. And it can stress me out. And I can think it stresses Rich out as well because we feel obliged with great love. Not to say we don't want to see everyone, but it's non-stop you're on all the time and I really find it important to step away and have those quiet moments so Jess my big advice to you is to find those moments to be really open with your partner about just needing that quiet space and to not overthink it I know it's hard because you're like fuck you Alicia you've just said all this stuff I'm thinking about it I I, I'm gonna overthink it And for me, overthinking these situations is going, okay, in two weeks, we're going to go and stay in someone else's holiday house, or we're going to go away, which is going to be nice, but also, am I going to have any alone time? How can I get away from the group? Or if I feel weird, maybe I won't want to get away from the group, by the way. I might be having a cracking time for 24 hours, and it could be great, but also, I might need a bit of quiet time. And that's where Rich is really good at going, you know, just go to the room, or sit down, or go for a walk, or put your Spotify in, and listen to some poppy music, or you know go for a run i just find time to take myself away and i think Jess if you establish this early and you feel comfortable in just saying i'm going to have some alone time people won't be offended and if you can be communicative and open about it without having to go into all of the details if you don't want to but just saying i'm going to take myself off now go for a quick walk you'll be absolutely fine i promise from me to you prom yuck I want to leave you of this topic I'm not going anywhere just the end of Jess's question uh, with a tweet by Jason Pinter. He said, I'm going to start an extroverted introvert convention. We all drink, have a lovely time for about two hours, and then all abruptly leave at the same time and go and crash in our hotel rooms. And then his follow-up tweet was, Clarification, for our extro intro convention, one, you do not need to stay for the whole two hours, dreamy. Two, you do not need to say goodbye to anyone if you just disappear, we will understand. Three, there will be an official hashtag so you can enjoy the party from the comfort of your bed. That is my dream event. I want to get there, I want to chat, have a couple of cocktails, and then just slink away and get into a robe in a hotel room and watch some trashy TV and complain about the room. Bitching about hotel rooms is one of my favourite hobbies. The next message is from Bride Chiller Hannah. Now I just want to say there's some slight audio weirdness going on but the question is great so just bear with me I usually don't try and use audio that's not good but I couldn't leave this one on the table because I think Hannah needs our help here we go
3: hi Alicia my question is about inviting my sister to my wedding next spring my sister suffers from a very severe mental illness and growing up we were super close but in college when her mental illness surfaced it made things very hard on me on my parents and the rest of our siblings she's hurt all of us in pretty significant ways over the years one thing that she does is she will cut off all communication with people like my parents or me for months and then she'll come back when she wants to and act as if nothing's happened and that worries my parents so much uh but that's where she is right now with us. She's not talking to us. She's only talking to my younger sister, which is a good thing. But anyway, this pattern with her has made it really hard for me to even accept her back into my life if she were to reach out again. And, you know, there are many other things she's done that have hurt me and scarred me really emotionally. One of the things being When I started dating my now fiance, she was immediately disapproving of him because she found out he's from a Muslim background and she never wanted to get to know him, never called him by his first name, has only referred to him as Hannah's Muslim boyfriend. One of the saddest things was this past Christmas when my younger sister called her up to wish her a Merry Christmas, I overheard my older sister on speakerphone ask, is Hannah's Muslim boyfriend celebrating Christmas with the family and how despicable it was that he was in our home celebrating a Christian holiday. And she's clearly not only Islamophobic but mentally ill. And, you know, at this point, I really don't want her at the wedding. I think seeing her there would make me not only stressed out but really sad and upset because of how she's treated me and treated my fiancé. However, my mom and dad, especially my mom, would feel brokenhearted if I didn't just send her an invitation. And, you know, if it were tomorrow, she wouldn't come. But who knows? Maybe next spring she'll have made up with my parents and decide she wants to attend a family event like my wedding. So I'm just turning to you, hoping that you might have some thoughts, some advice on this. Family issues like this are never easy, so I'd appreciate any kind of Advice on your end. Thank you so much for all you do, Alicia. Happy days.
1: Hannah, I want to say thank you for sharing. And I'm sorry that you and your family are going through this. I'm sorry for your sister. I'm sorry for you as a family unit mental health, mental illness is something that we do not shy away about talking about on Bride Chiller because I think it's important to talk about it and it sucks and it can put us into really uncomfortable, challenging situations, especially socially, to talk about this because I have no doubt the PC response should be, yeah, just invite your sister, have a great time, family's really important, she should come. But then listening to the various layers of your message, I just want to pull a couple of things out. Now, we are not taking anything away from the fact your sister is suffering from a mental illness. As you've said, this has been ongoing. Obviously, your family, unfortunately, have become used to this behavior. And as I said, I feel really sad for everyone involved. As we know, I am not a doctor or trained medical professional. As I said at the top of the show, I'm just giving my opinion. Her comments about your partner and... How she refers to him, how she goes back in a derogatory way, referring to his religion, it's not great in any way. I can't find any good thing to say about it because there's nothing good to say about it. Whether this is her mental illness that's coming through and is guiding the way that she refers to him and, you know, it sucks. It sucks. You don't need to hear me bang on about that. You know it sucks. Everyone has heard your message. They are also, I'm sure, aware that it sucks. Now. My number one thing that I say in all of my guest list advice is to really go back to the foundation of everyone you invite should in some way, hopefully deeply, make you smile when you see them on your wedding day. Someone that invokes feelings of happiness, of of great memories. Not to say you don't have great memories with your sister. I'm sure you do. But everything you said in your message just made me think that you're not in a great place at the moment with her. She obviously hasn't embraced your relationship and part of the people that you want to be at your wedding are there to support you as a couple, you as a unit, you as a new family, you joining each other's families. And if someone is there who really doesn't get your relationship or get your partner, I'm not saying everyone has to know each other as well as you know your friend or your sister knows you. That's not what I'm saying. But if there's a really underlying issue happening with how she feels about your partner and how your partner probably feels about her because it's a shitty thing that she's saying about him, then I think it would really be a pretty sensible thing to take a moment and consider possibly not inviting her to the wedding. I know that will hurt your parents' feelings and I'm not saying this because of her illness. I'm just saying that if you think her being there and her saying something or making you feel bad or you as a couple feel bad then i think that's a pretty good reason to not list her on the invitation list now as you said she may come out of this as you've mentioned she goes in and out of of different phases coming in and out of your life and this might change but i think at the moment you need to trust your gut and your heart and when it comes to being able to communicate with your parents and just sort of say how how her behavior makes you feel and and be honest and and just caring towards them and obviously their feelings but also saying it's a really important day for me and I don't know if she digs us as a couple and the way she talks about my husband to be makes me feel really sad and I don't want that to affect my day that's my feeling again pc patrol be like you should definitely invite the sister but I am not a fucking member of the pc patrol so that's that's my feelings how do we feel about that everyone Did I say the right thing? There's no right and wrong. This is Q&A. Do whatever I want. Feel free to write and give your feedback. A voice message would be great. If I've said something that you're like, actually, Alicia, I absolutely disagree. And if you're getting that worked up and using that high voice, then I do want to hear from you, but maybe I don't. Great. All right. After this short break with important messages, there'll be more of your Bride Chiller Q&A chillers, I often think that groom chillers are under-supported when it comes to finding their ideal wedding outfit. There's a lot of talk about dresses and sometimes the guys are left a little short when it comes to their suit and attire. And often finding suits are really last-minute jobs. People pick them up the day before they're ill-fitting if they're being hired. And the experience can really lack that va-va-voom that I think everyone participating in a wedding should feel. Generation Tucks are all about making the groom and the groomsman and the extended bridal party feel really schmick and offer a huge range of styles and colours of suits, accessories, shoes, basically everything guys need to look suave and fabulously sexy on your wedding day. And I know this because my husband Rich recently used Generation Tux to hire two fabulous suits for our lovely friend's weddings. And boy, did he look hot. I may be biased because I'm married to him, but gee whiz. The fit, the cut, the style... Generation Tux is ideal for people who are busy, who want to make decisions but also want to wear suits that fit really well. They even have free home try-on for the groom and a free groom's rental offer. The best part everything arrives on the doorstep of all the bridal party members 14 days before the wedding that way if there are any fit issues at all there is plenty of time to take care of them and I'm not talking about exchanges they just send you a whole new suit they send it directly to the person that needs it so you don't have to wait till you're all together right before the wedding After you're finished with the suits, all you need to do is throw everything back in the box and use the prepaid label and drop them off at a UPS. Generation Tux offer free round-trip shipping, free swatches, free home try-on, and free rental for the groom with five paid party members. Save time, save money, and most importantly, save your sanity by checking these guys out at generationtux.com slash bridechiller and use the promo code bridechiller for 10% off the entire groom's party. That is T U X dot com slash bridechiller and don't forget to use the promo code Bridechiller for ten percent off the entire grooms party. Care of is a subscription service that delivers vitamins and supplements that are customised specifically for you. They do this by asking you to take a very fun and easy online quiz that goes through your diet, your health goals and lifestyle choices. It takes about five minutes and you can hone in on what your body needs. They ask questions like, how much sleep are you getting? How much sleep do you want? Are you looking for more energy? Perhaps you're looking for something to support a new Diet, maybe you've gone vegetarian and you're worried about not getting enough iron. Or like me, you're looking for healthier hair, skin, and nails. Care of takes all of your answers and then use scientifically back vitamin and supplement recommendations to help you achieve your goals. Care of make it super easy to figure out specifically what you need to be your healthiest, and then they package it up in gorgeous personalized sachets and send them to you so you can take them every day. Care of now offers protein powders available in individual packets for on the go and tubs all personalized to your fitness goals and dietary preferences. For 25% off your first Care Of order, all you need to do is go to takecareof.com and enter the promo code BRIDECHILLER. That is 25% off your first order. All you need to do is visit takecareof.com and enter the promo code BRIDECHILLER. Whatever your health goal, Care Of will help you out. Chillers, I launched this podcast nearly five years ago now, which is crackerjack craziness because I literally was sitting at home in our other little flat that we moved to when we were first here in London and I really wanted a creative output and it was something that I felt quite passionately about having just gotten married and I had no idea that Bride Chiller would turn into what it is. So it's always really gratifying when you hear back from people who have had their lives changed in some way, whether it's little or big, it's really significant to me. So when I receive reviews and emails, I just want you to know I read every one of them. Rich and I both work our day jobs still. We are solopreneurs is what you'd probably call it. We just run our business pretty much on our own. And I know sometimes I'm a bit slower getting back to people on email, but there was a review this week that both Rich and I felt so strongly about like that it just spoke to us about exactly what we were trying to achieve especially when we decided to self publish the bride chiller guides a lot of people probably don't know that um we print these books ourselves we design them i wrote them we had a fantastic graphic designer that helped us out but basically Rich and I sat at our kitchen bench cliche but true we made these books and then i found a printer And we used our savings to print the first run of the books. I'm not asking for a fucking medal. I'm just saying we didn't choose to go down the traditional publishing route because when we spoke to publishers, they were like, yeah, we don't want you to swear. Yeah, we don't like all the colors. Can you add more flowers? And I was like, no, fuck. I want these to be LGBTQ friendly. I want them to be positive, I want them to be full of swearing and I want them to be colourful and not the simple boring shit that you see over and over again when it comes to wedding books. So Bridechiller Hannah said she bought the Bridechiller pack which is the survival guide, the field guide and she said In a society where social media is prized and nothing is ever quite what it seems behind the scenes, I try not to put too much weight on all the beautiful and aesthetically pleasing photos we see related to the wedding industry. However, these books are so pleasantly surprising in terms of the content they offer and the visual appeal of the books. They are beautiful, they are spunky, they are so fun to read with how colourful and vibrant they are. Like I said though, these books are not only a pretty book cover they are filled with real tips that the everyday bride needs and wants to know the field guide is going to be a game changer when it comes to selecting and organizing all the wedding to-dos and the ribbon bookmark included in each book makes it easy to pick up where I left off and the pencils you get free pencils with it make it easy to write and erase so my planning process never has to be set in stone. I have only positive things to say about this package. Rich and I looked at each other and... It just really captured what we were trying to achieve. And I'm so grateful. And I just want everyone to know that when you leave a review, I read every fucking word and try not to take things on board. I can be overly critical of myself, but that's my personal problem. I just need to clear the cache. But I'm very grateful that you take the time. So thank you to everyone who has purchased. I want you to know that we still high five every sale and it means the world to us. It really does. Right. Thank you for listening to my lecture series. Now back on with the show. Hi, Alicia.
4: I wanted to call in and ask your thoughts about bridal showers and registries for bridal showers. I'm personally not a big fan of them. I've been to a lot in my day and I just was not really that interested in, in doing that for my own wedding However, my mom and uh, my fiancé's mom, you know, the older generation, they they love bridal showers. And I tried to express that I didn't want to have one, but they wouldn't hear it. And they insisted that I had to have one. And, you know, how weddings... is about the bride, but it's also a lot about your parents and making them happy as well. So I reluctantly agreed to have them because, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not going to be planning it. It's them doing all the work. So if they really want to have it, I'm not going to say no, but I just, you know, don't really care for it. The part I'm having difficulty with is the registry for them. My fiance and I have been living together for about five to six years and we're renting. We've been renting the whole time and don't have any immediate plans to be getting a house or any permanent place of staying. Um, And we pretty much have all the furniture and dishes and appliances and don't really have a lot of room for other stuff. So I'm finding it hard to find things to register for which I know doesn't sound like it should be a problem. You just register for anything, but I just, you know, I'm a minimalist and I just don't want to have stuff sitting around that I'm never going to use. And I don't want fine China that's going to sit in a closet. And I also don't have space for it either. So I was just wondering what you thought about, well, you know, what kind of things I sh- could register for, you know, I, I know with, with bridal showers, people like to give actual physical gifts, which is what's making it diff- difficult. So I couldn't really do like a honeymoon fund or anything like that. Um, so I just wasn't really sure what to do, and I've been getting a little s- stressed and frustrated about it because I keep they keep asking me to make a registry, and I just don't know what to put on it. So I'm just wondering what your thoughts were and um, any tips you might have. And I want to thank you for your podcast because it's been very helpful in my wedding planning journey so far. And definitely have had a few moments where I've had to put stuff in the bucket, bucket, and it's made me feel very good. And I think of you each time. So thank you for your help and everyone else that you're helping.
1: That was Chiller Marky with a great question. Thank you, Marky. Listen, I totally relate. Sometimes we do things, as we've said over and over again, sometimes we do things in the wedding planning process to appease others and there are good times to do that and there are bad times to do that. And I think bridal party showers, bridal party showers, not a real thing, bridal showers, kitchen teas, as you might say in Australia, look, they're not everyone's jam, but sometimes it's nice to sit around with the women in your life not be too patriarchal, but just enjoy their company. And I think that's how I see those events, that it's not about providing kitchen items anymore. It can just be seen as a nice get together. When it comes to registries, I totally get you. We are minimalists. We try and be minimalists as well. I can't even say it. How very modern of me. We try and not collect shit we don't need. So I've got two suggestions for you. One not ask for anything at all and just say, hey, everyone bring a cake or everyone bring a bottle of champs. Let's just make this a day where we all enjoy each other's company. Or you could use maybe, here you go, a lovely sponsor of ours, ThirstyNest.com. Lovely Jackie, you would have heard her on the show numerous times. She runs an alcohol gift registry where this is a perfect opportunity, my God, to use Thirstiness, where you can do a small registry where you can get people to gift you wonderful booze, if you're drinkers. If you're not, this might not be appropriate for you, but wine and set up a bar, get a bar cart. That's something that I think, regardless of having your own property or wanting to move somewhere, buy things that you're going to enjoy using. Ask for things that are something that you can go, oh great, if we were to set up the Foods registry, We could get a nice cocktail set and we could get all the top shelf liquor that we probably wouldn't have invested in if someone else wasn't paying for it. Or you could choose to go down the route of getting a restaurant voucher, an experience. You don't have to buy more stuff if you don't need it. I think it's nice to have these moments and really try and pivot some of these old school events that people feel obliged to have, but make them your own. Make them a day that you want to have, not just because your mom and grandma or auntie want to do it. What happened to my voice then? Went really weird. I was getting all method. I was getting in the older lady zone. Not to say your parents, your mum's old, but you know, I think I have probably answered that question. The end. But just in short, (laughs) it's not the end, fucking I lied. Just do what you want to do and don't be afraid if you are doing a gift registry to get stuff that you want to get. Don't be just collecting shit you don't need because no one needs that. Hi, Alicia.
0: I'm a fellow Aussie living in London. Uh, I absolutely love your podcast. It provides me with uh, hours of entertainment on my commute to work. So thanks so much, Um, especially someone who's trying to plan a wedding You know, on the other side of the country, it's been really helpful and a good laugh, so thank you. My question is in relation to using one's gifts or talents um, at your own wedding.
1: Um, So specific to me, I'm a singer. I trained at WAPA. I'm going to briefly interrupt Bride Chiller Stephanie here because WAPA is the West Australian Academy of Arts. It's very prestigious and really fucking hard to get into. So Stephanie rushes through this going, I trained at Whopper, and it's like, um, you're legit, bitch. You're legit. I don't use
0: singing as much now. I have a different profession, but I still love it, still part of my life and who I am. I have been toying with the idea of maybe singing, you know, instead of doing a big speech, maybe say something short and then maybe singing a song to my husband, um... Obviously not picking My Heart Will Go On from Titanic, but something meaningful and maybe short and sweet. What do you think of this idea? Do you think it's – I'm worried that it's going to be a bit too much me, 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 and um, I'm in the spotlight and listen to how fabulous I am, and that's not the point. Do you think that's a bad idea or do you think it's – we can put it somewhere else in the wedding? What would you suggest? Or do you think just forget about it and – save the singing to the professionals. <laughs> um, would love to hear your advice. Thanks again.
1: Fuck it, duck, Steph. I would get that microphone and I would go nuts. Seriously, this is your thing. This is not just someone going, hi, I want to get up and sing a song. Like you are, this is your passion. This is something you've trained in. I think this is your moment. And also, when you say, I don't want it to be me, 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 it's your fucking wedding day. Make it me, me, me. If this is the day, and there's many other days that can be about me, 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 but this is a day where you legit can make it about you, you, you. And also people want to hear a beautiful voice. It's not when I went, this is my wedding song. This is like me standing up and singing where everyone's like, all right, give it a rest. Sit down. You sang in a cover band for like two days because you were boning the guitarist. True story. Um, but I'm not a singer. I can hold a tune, but people don't want to hear me sing at my wedding. Whereas you, Steph, well, I have no doubt that your family and friends and your partner will be delighted with a song. Gosh, what are you gonna sing? What's gonna happen? I want you to know that I am now obsessed with what you're going to sing. And even if it was my oh, heart don't sing it, my heart will go on. Um people would love it. Use your skills, embrace the moment and just take all the damn compliments that are gonna come your way. Thank you for listening. Hey Alicia, my name's Jess. I'm getting married in September
0: and I just wanted to know your thoughts on the duties of the MC for the day. Um, I've chosen my brother to be our MC and he's not really sure what that actually means. He's accepted it uh, and he's asked me what he's meant to do and I'm not really sure either. So just looking for some advice. Thanks.
1: Gee, I'm delighted with the headcount of Australians leaving uh, questions because here's the thing. A few years ago when I started this podcast, no one in Australia ever listened to this show. And now Aussies, it's like they've woken up. They've gotten all Alicia woke. That wasn't PC. Talk about no PC. And they've found me. They've found the show. So thank you. Welcome Aussies. I love you. I love you all. Now getting to Jess's question. An MC, a Master of Ceremonies, is something that is different in each country. But in Australia, let me just recap if you don't know what I'm talking about. This is the person that at the wedding reception where you're eating the meal, where speeches happen, where people get up and dance, blah, 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 blah. This is someone that hosts the evening. Now, in the United Kingdom... Sometimes or often people hire a total stranger to do it, which I thought was quite weird. When I moved here, I was like, what do you mean? You get someone in that's never met you before and they're like, roll up, roll up. This is John and Barry's wedding. I've never met them, but here's a script. And I know that that's not how they are, but I think it's weird. Anyway, who am I to be judgy? Then I learned in America, often the wedding DJ is the MC, a guy called Steve, who also doesn't fucking know you. I was about to say something mean about Steve. It's not necessary. Clear the cache. But they often host and keep the show, it's not a show, but it is, running. In Australia, the Southern Hemisphere, and I'm sure also extended in the countries I've just mentioned, we often ask a friend or family member to be that person. I've been lucky enough to have been asked to do this a few times. It's helpful when you've got a performing background. People think you could do it. They trust you. Uh, and I have been very lucky because at our wedding, we had the wonderful Julia Zamiro, who happens to be one of our best friends and is also a very well-established performer, host, entertainer in Australia and beyond. And she appeared on this show in episode, what was a repeat actually, episode 348 is where you'll find it. And she talks about what the MC does at a wedding and how to make sure they're prepared. So I will say, I think the best thing to do is head back into the back catalogue and listen to that episode because I go through in quite a lot of detail and Julia gives a lot of advice about what to maybe say to your friend or family member or the DJ or that person person that you hire that I can't quite get my head around, to actually make sure things are running smoothly, what information to give them beforehand, and also... A lot of MCs work quite closely with the venue planner or coordinator to make sure that if dinner has to be served at a certain time, if there's drinks at the sunset, to know when that's happening to make sure people are moving and working and doing what they need to be doing in order to have that happen. So an MC is someone that you trust, someone that you want to be a part of the day that you know won't get too smashed and will be able to get people motivated to listen and aren't afraid to maybe crack a couple of jokes and just be there to be the person, the voice of the day. I will say that Rich and I have emceed together at our, our lovely friend Hannah and Phil's wedding. And then also I emceed my cousin Belinda and Luke's wedding. They got married in Hawaii. It was an Aussie and American combined wedding. And I know all our American guests and friends were like, what are you doing up there? What is she doing? Why has she got the microphone? I don't understand why she's talking. And then eventually everyone figured it out and they embraced me, as they are, you know, as they should. And we had a lovely time and I really enjoyed it. If you'd like me to MC your wedding, I am available. Bloody hell, I'd love to be a bride chiller MC. I say that now. I might get a bit tired after fucking thousands of weddings, but gee, I'm available. Let's just put it out there. Now, um, that's the end of the show. Don't go yet don't go. I've probably got more things to say. Nope, I've got nothing. Um, love you all so very much. If you are new to the show and you feel strongly about it in a positive way, hopefully, but negatively as well, if you're not feeling great, I mean, don't like I just steady on and uh, you would like to leave me a review, then do so. I'd be grateful for that. Also, I would love it if you head to bridechillerstore.com and use the promo code newchiller N E W chiller with an A, and you will get 10% off your bride chiller store order. That is where you can get all of the bride chiller guides, the oh shit kit, which is, well, we just sold out and now it's back in stock. Gee, it's been going well. The oh shit kit is popular because it's useful, it's full of stuff that you can use after the wedding. In the oh shit kit, you'll find a sewing kit. It's a lovely bag, by the way, sewing kit. Band-Aids, blister Band-Aids, double-sided tape. Uh, what else have we got? <laughs> I've forgotten. A toothbrush and toothpaste in case you've got smelly breath on the day and you've forgotten your toothbrush and toothpaste. Comb, a vanity pack. Look, there's lots of stuff. Just head to BrideChillerStore.com. You will find it, uh, and I'm grateful for your patronage. Until next week's episode of Bride Chiller, I wish you all love, laughs, something else. Happy days!
2: The Bride Chilla Podcast. The only place a cookie cutter should be used is in the kitchen. Am I right?